Welcome to episode 11, you guys. Welcome to the School of Wealthy Living, where we focus on more than just what wealth meets to the surface. We're going to go way deep today and uh, very near and dear to our hearts. And I want to start this by saying, do not fear death. This conversation is going to uplift you. Okay, so... This has been something that I've wanted to talk about for quite some time. I wanted to host a webinar about it, but I don't know why it hasn't happened, but here we are today. So God bless that we're here today. Uh, we have had a huge icon in an in a industry, a network marketing industry, uh, but not only that, brick and mortar. This woman uh, mentored 1.4 million people. She had personally brought in 12,000 people in 11 years, personally enrolled by her. That's that's one-on-one -on -one lives touched and connected to her. So there's that's what's really going on right now. So let's talk about it. And let's talk about what can we learn from that, that experience and these experiences. And um, thank God I have my best friend here because she can hold it down and she's so smart when she comes into these things. But let me back it up real quick. I don't need to go too far into my dad. There's still pieces of there and I'm still heavily grieving, but I just want to bring through just a really interesting experience that happened during that time. My dad, um, when he passed, I was in Fiji. Um, I was in Fiji and I was in a church actually. And I was in a church and uh, I post about it. Those of you that know me, that you've probably seen it. And I stood at the front of the room and the pastor came and held me by my sides and his wife was behind me and there they pray on you, right? They're like speaking in tongues and speaking to the Lord and they're just on you. And he's like, what do you want to pray for? Like, who are you praying for? And I was like, my dad, my dad, I don't want him to be in any pain anymore. I'm praying for my father. Please, dad, don't be in any pain. And that's what I prayed for. I don't want to get all into it, um, but my dad had passed and hadn't been found for a bit of time. And I, when that day happened was the day that he was found. And on that day when he was found, was told that when they lifted his body, he actually took a last breath. He went, <sighs> and I really do believe in my heart of hearts, believe that when we were in that moment in the church and I was praying for him and praying to release him of that pain, I really feel that we gave him permission to go. We give him permission to be, to be free. And we gave him permission to let go of the pain because he was only experiencing pain in the 3D world, right? And I think that's the whole message, you guys. We only experience pain while mm -hmm. we're here. And we're so feared and and death is this thing to be feared. And I was listening to Ed Milet today, you guys, and please listen to his podcast too, because he just talks about how people are home. And when we're in our physical body, we are the furthest away from the Lord. We're furthest away from home. We're furthest away from God. And when we pass, we are finally home. And what we fear is such a fearful experience is actually the most beautiful thing we could have ever even experienced. And that really us being here is our pain, but our light is so painless. It is all love. So that was the experience mm -hmm. that I learned from my dad in that moment. And just before Eric, you speak into this, I just want to say the lesson that I learned from that was this. My father had physically left me. His physical body is not here anymore. But through these past six months or so, what I've felt more than ever before in my life has been love. 
And I, my dad taught me beyond his passing, infinite love. And it doesn't matter what he had or what he didn't and all of the things. And that doesn't matter when he's not here anymore. And what is left is his legacy of love and me. And I can pass that on, you know? So mm -hmm. Erica, please, uh, I kind of need a minute. It's so powerful. Yeah, no. And thank you for sharing that because these moments in our lives are our mini awakenings. There are glimpse into the non-physical. There are touching source, <laughs> connecting with our own divinity. And I think once you really step into that and you understand that you, there is a part of you that is non-physical, that exists after this physical world <laughs> shuts off for us and we still exist after that, it's such a big concept that I don't think most people spend enough time contemplating it. And in my life, death became very apparent at a young age. And it was my mini awakening to understanding that this life is truly a gift and to embrace every single moment and to really go for it and to dream big and to be the fully expressed version of yourself. Because so many people you know, I, I saw a post just earlier this week and it was the two biggest regrets before people die and they live their whole life. And the one biggest regret is that they didn't live a life for themselves. Mm -hmm. They lived a life for other people, for other people's expectations, for what they thought the world needed from them. And they didn't actually live from their inner being, from their true higher self. And the second one is that they worked too hard that they didn't spend the Ed time just said that yeah yeah just and said, it's so powerful billionaire ed right he literally if you just watch his uh, listen to his podcast where he's just it's the one about jesse lee is grieving raw and real grief i think it's called something like that mm -hmm. he literally is saying that <clears throat> he's reevaluated his relationships he wants to go deeper he's been in maintenance mode of these relationships for too long mm -hmm. too much emphasis on on the message on the give back which was really powerful for him to say which is really mm -hmm. interesting in alignment with what you were saying earlier erica which we can get into another episode but the sacred parts of your growth journey not necessarily need, needing to be shared with others i think we do get in such a heart of service where we're so give 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 that people forget to give to themselves and even people like ed Milet, billionaire ed Milet, is having that awakening again right now mm -hmm. When, um, what happened to this week, uh, as well, just Eric, uh, to layer on in agreement with you just about how they're, how they're still there. Uh, what happened just me uh, recently to me as well. And people who believe that there's no life after death is correct because your perception mm -hmm. is your reality. So what I mean is if you feel like someone is under the ground and that's it, you're never going to see them ever again, guess what? You're correct. But if you hold space that there are possible miracles and you're open to the divine moving through your life and you don't know, but you're open to those possibilities, I promise you when you speak to your angels, which we learned about in Waking, Waking in 5D by Maureen St. Germain, a fabulous book, mm -hmm. um, that those angels come. We don't actually, it's interesting because when we're praying, we don't actually speak to our angels and request from our angels 
but I want to tell you what happened to me to show you that my angel is still with me and why my dad has taught me infinite love from even the beyond. Retrograde just happened, Mercury, and you can call it woo-woo, whatever, but we know about electromagnetism. We know that we are affected by interplanetary actions and events. So we know that it's true. So I learned a lot right in that little moment right there of Mercury, what have you. And I felt a moment where I needed to be loved. And I verbally said it to my husband, to Mikey. I need, I want to feel loved. I need to feel loved. I want to feel loved. We, Erica and I connected with a very lovely female uh, entrepreneur and her company's name starts with the name Noble. So first saying that I need, that I want to experience love. I need more love. Okay. Verbally expressing that, emitting that vibration. One door knocks. There's a box. Nobles on the, on there. My last name, Gentile. We have a family crest. It means to be noble. Okay, why? All right, cool. Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Keep going. Walk into the room. Same girl that sent me that box. Open up my Instagram, her post. She's walking her father around the grocery store. He's an elderly man, about 80 years old, and she's walking him around. Oh, guys, you don't even know. Instant tears, broke down, sobbing. Now it's like, I miss my dad. I miss my, I want love. I miss my dad. I want my love. I miss my dad. And it's just this thing. So before I keep going, because that's what we got to do, guys, we just got to keep going, right? We got to be aware of our emotions, but we cannot get distracted. We got, what is our mission here, right? So I know my mission is to uplift the world. That's my, empower the people, empower the people. So I'm getting on the line to empower the people with the girl that posted that video, that sent me that box. I'm about to get on the line with her and Erica. And I look at my phone and my girl, Amanda Gishan sends me a screenshot that says alignment and I'd commented on her photo that morning, but I'm in a different time zone. So it's three, uh, three hours ahead. And what I had sent to her was amen with praying hands at 444. And my dad's baseball number was 44. He lotto 649, go to row four, down 44. Like everyone knows 444. When I see my, when I, when I see 444, that's my dad. That's like, that's my dad. You guys from that moment right there, I was like, it's him. It's him. He's been teaching. He's been talking to me. He's trying to get a hold of me. Like he's here. He's listening. I need love today. And he came in the noble and he's physically, he's like showing me a, an older elderly man. That's a father. And then that showed up in my life. you guys. So I'm saying that if you think someone is truly past, they have in your body, you won't see them as truth. But if you stay open and you vibrate at that frequency, you will tune into some, some miracle magic out there and your angels will answer your calls. Erica, what do you have to say about that? Or have you had any kind of experience before about anything like that? Yeah, so much. Um, no, that's beautiful. And I think, you know, to hold this space of the unknown is such a special gift and allowing miracles to come into your life and staying open to receptive to that is truly a way that you can start to see the divine God, angels work in your life. And if you believe it, if we know our perception is our reality, it will happen. It does happen. I have so many, you know, examples and insights, but I think what it most reminds me of is, you know, when we lose someone, their frequency is still there. Like everything is energy. Everything is frequency and you can tap into that frequency. And so you can always experience your dad. I know you told me many of times that you felt him and you felt different mm -hmm. things, but to see it actually come in in 3D and different signs I'm is a like, whole other trip, you know, because you're, you're, it's, it's affirming what you already know. Yes. To, yes. to have that space to be like, oh That's my gosh, I already knew it, but like to actually have it affirmed by something in physical yes. is, is so huge and so special. And we know that, 
you know, I definitely believe that you can communicate. I always say, you know, your relationship to God or source is between you and God. It's about no one else. And so people want to interject of what their opinions or this or not. And it doesn't truly matter. You can take other people's insights. You can take what we're seeing right now and, you know, throw it around and see if it sticks for you. But ultimately, it's just to be able to know that connection and tap into that in a daily practice. And I think that's, you know, what has become so special with me and Adriana's relationship is we both have a spiritual practice. We both have this knowing inside ourselves. And I was raised in a house that talked a lot about faith, that knew that there was, you know, supernatural and God exists and all. So I already came with a, a strong foundation of knowing, but I've also seen it where and people in my, like my parents, they didn't grow up with that. And so to experience that in your adult life was truly a gift for them because it really opened their eyes up and it allowed them to release a lot of this trauma and heaviness and the weight of the world and understand that, you know what, if we're not, <laughs> if we're not here doing what we truly want to do, living our life and being, you know, tapped into a greater, you know, a greater source then we're just, we're, we're fragmenting ourselves off. We're only living a small shadow of our true existence. You're and only, that's kind you're of only using 20% of your DNA. Like, come on, you guys you got 80% junk in there. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like we need, we need more people that are willing to step up and fully embody the full expression of themselves. And yeah. I think that's really the time that we're leading into. And I don't know if you want to talk about the fasting because it's a tool that we've I... both been using. Let me go into now the next person because that really connects that. You're right. Mm. We do. But I think it's more powerful if we give even more of another background and kind of our insight into the other current event going on right now. You ready for that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Get into it. All right. So just want to remind everyone that these are just our own perceptions and I don't need to defend myself on my own podcast. You guys are here. So, you know, you're going to hear our perceptions and our <laughs> outlooks but and also want to remind, or that's right so but also want to remind you that uh you can't offend anyone that doesn't uh, align with the truth you can only offend someone if they find truth in it if there's no truth you just shake it off right so here we go jesse lee has just passed away and i know erica's really passionate about that that's why i kind of wanted to tie the two together because i feel like you're going to have some really good things to talk about about this erica but let me give the lay of the land <clears throat> jesse lee like i said huge, massive mentor. This woman was only 34 years old in the prime of her career, making $1.7 million a month, the healthiest she's ever been, or so she thought. She lost a bunch of weight. She had tons of energy. She radiated her purpose. She, di she died doing what she loved till her very last breath. It was very admirable. She's known as Boss Lee. If ever you've heard Boss Lee talk, you know Boss Lee is Boss Lee. And she is a force to be reckoned with. And da -da 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 -da. Okay, you guys know exactly what I mean. God bless her soul. Because like we said, every experience is a lesson. And what we're doing is we're sharing our lessons. So this is the lesson I feel like I received from this. And it's really impactful how one scenario can give so many different lessons for so many different people. I guarantee other people picked up other meanings and what that meant for them based on where they're in in life and their projection of it. But this is what I got. She said that she grew up with very humble beginnings, like many very successful people do. 
very hardship, a lot of hardships, a lot, uh, not financially, you know, abundant, uh, abuse, um, alcohol abuse in the home, uh, verbal abuse in the home. Ever since a little girl, she had all of the world stacked up against her. She said that she'd always came from a higher perception of love with her mom and trying to always forgive and kind of, you know, just forgive, forgive, forgive. But then one Christmas, her mom just said something that just blew her over the top. She said, why am I doing this to myself? I can't expose myself to this energy anymore. I need to bury her like she's dead. I need to. So she buried her mom, a living person in her mind, because she did not want to let that energy in anymore, which was all admirable things, right? It comes from a good place. This woman was go, 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 go. She, she, her mind was so strong. It was so strong that when she went to Tony Robbins and he advised everyone to do a health check, she was so strong that when they diagnosed her with stage four cancer, which was in all of her lymph nodes, I bet about 27 out of the 33, something like this, some, some drastic number, all of her lymph nodes ridden with cancer. You can be on the height of your height of your life. And she had such a strong mind. The doctor said, I'd never seen anybody like you before. If she didn't do this test, nobody would have known anything was wrong with her. But they told her that she wouldn't see Christmas. And so she said instantly when she heard that from the doctor, because Ed also did a podcast with her. There's two of them I'm referring to in this episode, you guys. He did one with her when she was still alive talking about her cancer. And saying, when somebody gets that news, that's the worst news that they are ever going to receive. They fear that news and you received it. How did you feel in that moment? And she basically says that she went inward. She went in. She went soft. She said, I think I need to rest. I need to take a break. I need to take care of myself. I need to go in. And then when they got on the line with her and Ed Milette, who she hired as her mentor, which by the way, she paid $175,000 for six hours of his time, hashtag goals, hashtag it's possible, okay? That when she got in front of him, she said, I'm experiencing this and I feel like I need to go in and I need to take care of myself and I need to do all the, I need to rest. And he was silent. And she said, no, you're right. Bossley got me here. Bossley needs to get me out. Of course I would have the most aggressive cancer. Of course I would because I'm aggressive and it's aggressive and it's now a battle of who can be more aggressive. Ed and Hera worked together and as time went on, she said that she really started to think about how, because she wanted this mission of being more aggressive than it, but was still willing to do the work. Meaning she was laying there thinking about forgiveness and how that's a huge thing she needs to do and thought because her and her mentor Ed Milette had been talking about that and she'd come to the point where she had never actually forgave her mom she had buried it she had buried it but she'd never forgive so she reached out to her mom you can listen to the podcast and all the things and she did mend that relationship but what I take from that lesson is when she instantly heard that news. Her heart told her to go soft and to rest. And when she was in front of someone she truly admired, she felt and was expressing herself and hearing herself. She got in front of someone that I feel like she had to be that person, show up as she was expected to. That was her expectation. You are boss Lee. You don't, you don't rest. And so she stood into that. And to me, 3D problems cannot be solved from a 3D answer. 
3D as in a vibration, 3D as in anger, frustration, sadness, depression, fear. You cannot fight fear with fear. You can't do that. She had to forgive. She had to go up to forgive. But she hadn't learned how to rest. She said in that podcast that she wanted to be a billionaire before she was 40. We know that everything is energy. So was that out of faith, knowing she would get there and she was okay at how the time would be to get there? Or was it out of fear that she must get there? And must We don't know. We won't ever know. And I want to respect the dead. All I'm saying is that the lesson we can learn from Miss Jessie Lee is courage. I know I can tune into her courage. That courage has been giving me the courage to get on live, to spread my light, to pay the contribution forward, to move the mission forward, to continue to empower the people. That's what I got, got from Jesse Lee, first and foremost. But what I also got was learn how to rest. What I also got was learn how to forgive. Because a negative charge towards somebody else is just a negative charge towards yourself. And maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. But that was just what I got, and that's just what I wanted to share to you. And I also want to say she did decline uh, all forms of Western medication, and she makes it very clear her respect for the Western medical field. She makes it very clear in all of any any of the uh, content she puts out there. She's not dot, uh, dot, you know, uh, disrespecting it. She just chose a different route, one that includes one that Erica and I are firmly in alignment with when it comes to energy, fasting, which Erica wants to speak into. But, uh, you know, the thing is, too, that they say is that when you're in a spiritual awakening, they say that you learn things in seven years times when you are not. It's like you have about seven years until you're kind of like in that next chapter of your life. But when you are highly aligned with your mission and the purpose of your life, that you're in true alignment, that timeline speed up. You actually kind of learn this in a three-year time. And it just goes to show that we don't leave this earth with as many things as we have, but how many lives we touched and how many lives we've impacted on this journey. And that's what she's done here is she's left a lot of lives truly inspired and it was on a shorter timeline. And that's what I think happened to mm -hmm. her. I think she empowered like four million people and the Lord called her home and said, we need you here now. You did your job down there. And I'm getting chills right now. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. I feel like that was so powerful. You know, a lot of times the lives that are cut short are the most impactful. And I can attribute that to my own mini awakenings when I was 14, when I was 16, when I was 18, when I was 22. And these lives that were cut short, they're the biggest example and the reflection that I got from that was that these your their souls know when they came into this earth and they know when they exit and they chose to be an example and what a gift it was that they mm. chose to know us to be with us to impact us in that time that they chose to be here mm -hmm. and that is more of the higher level of awareness that I've come to around these lives that get cut short in our 3d eyes it's a mourning it's a loss but in our 5D awakened self, we get to see like, wow, how powerful, you know, and especially if it's a child or especially if it's, you know, someone that is very, very young and 30, that's, that's not old, right? That is a young life, but how powerful is it that 
their soul was so strong enough that they came here to be the example to the people. Mm-hmm. And what I That's get what from that is for sure. Yeah. That was her soul. That was yeah. her soul mission. <laughs> like literally. And, and, and up to the day that she did pass to non-physical, she still spoke the message of being your authentic self, of having the courage mm-hmm. of going after your dreams of all of those things. But what I can see from her life, it shows me the two reflections. Her first part was in the intention was to prove, to show her worthiness to, you mm-hmm. know, from that childhood. Yes. But the learning lesson is that you can still acquire all these amazing things and be that person, but with the intention and the knowing that I am already enough, I am already worthy and I can forgive the people that have hurt me and step into a place of empathy and love because I know that that's what's going to help my soul continue on and not be stuck in these emotional blocks because forgiveness really is the key. And that is what is taught in so many religions and so many spiritual movements is to forgive, is to forgive the people that have hurt us and forgive ourselves for not for not being in alignment, for betraying our own intuition. Because when we consistently betray our own intuition and go against our own inner knowing, that is when our lives starts to take a different path. And I've seen it manifest in my own physical pain. And when I was not in alignment, I got physical pain almost it was weekly. It was multiple Mm -hmm. times a week. And it was to the point where I could not get out of bed. I had to lay in the bath or the shower. And I had the most spiritual moments just because I had, it brought me to my knees. It brought me to a point of deep surrender. It was the only thing thing that would slow you down. Cause you were so, it was the only thing so go, it was the go, same go. way. I was like, no, I'll show you. I got this. Like, you know, I'll go through pain. Yeah. I'll go through hurt. I'll go through exhaustion. I'll go through, you know, but why, why? Because my body was yelling at me. And at some point I had to say, okay, I got it. I'm going to listen. I'm going to search for an alternative. And that's what led us through, you know, our own path of healing and discovery and all of these things. And so one thing that I wanted to touch on was the, Um, art of detoxing and the art of fasting and the art of cleansing and it is a spiritual practice there's like the physical part of it because Erica and I I before you go into this I want I didn't talk to you about this prior to and we don't need to get all into it because NDA and all the things but just know Erica and I have taken what we're talking about right now to a whole nother level and that is our vision. That is our mission here on earth is we're going to help people live a long, long time. Just you wait. So Erica, please, the art of detoxification. Well, um, they, they the got to know what of, massive, <laughs> massive. It is a shifts. massive mission. Yes. Yeah. Massive, and we're, yes. we're gearing up for on some really line. big things. Mm-hmm. But what we've experienced in our own life is fasting is a spiritual process. So I just want to go over the physical part of fasting first. You know, we know that we're giving our body a huge break um, because we're so overstimulated. We're so, so when you think about fasting, it's not just from food, but it's also from stimulus. It's from people, it's from drama, it's from devices. It's from our own attachment to things, whether that's substances, whether that's, that, that is the art of fasting, right? It's a spiritual practice. It's coming into communion with your higher self with a, you know, a powerful source, infinite intelligence and fasting from everything else. It's the discipline. It's the commitment towards that path. 
And when you really take it seriously, because we do, um, you know, we do a fast for a physical body, but what we're kind of experiencing now is more of a spiritual fast. Mm -hmm. And when you take that seriously, intuitions, insights, you feel like you're so connected. And that's what I found was there's this deep connection that starts to come in that it's a deep inner knowing it's a deep inner believing, and you don't need any external person or um, you know, authority to tell you because you just know it for yourself. And that connection to your own intuition is so powerful that if everyone could tap into that, which everyone can, it is possible for everyone to tap into that. That is a path that sets you on to what you're supposed to accomplish in this lifetime, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to radiate, radiate out more into the world. But because we're so infiltrated with all these you know, peoples and problems and substances and, and things throughout our daily practice, our, our intuition doesn't have space to connect with, with us. So when we fast, there is a, you know, a physical part of it. There's a spiritual part of it. And I find that there's often a, an emotional fast. A lot of times there can be a purge kind of, mm -hmm. um, um, I actually had this experience when I was fasting and I went and saw my energy healer and afterwards I ran to the sink and my husband's like, what's going to happen? I'm like, I'm going to throw up. And I started to like almost throw up, but tears just came out and it was wow. an emotional purge wow. of all this emotion just coming up and out because I was fasting and giving my body the space for allowing it to come up and out. Mm -hmm. And so some very powerful things can happen and it's very detoxing. It's very cleansing. And that's what people need to realize is if you continually to keep to stack and layer and stuff, it just continues to accumulate. And that's why it feels like this whole weight of the world is on you. But if you uh, do some simple practices and some things are free, like breath work, right? We can, oh my we gosh. Can... And, but look at how the physical body reacts to breath work. There's uh, people get mm -hmm. tetany. It's like called lobster claw. So if you guys can't see us, cause we do do video. It's like, uh, I put my hands into like little lobsters called tetany. When you have this yeah. massive spiritual awakening, your body, uh, has a whole different experience in your mind and just goes to show how the two are separate. Yeah. I mean, and I just did that sound bath the other day, uh, last week. And, um, that I found was very cleansing for me because I feel like I've been crying. I've been letting it out. I've been not holding back my emotion, but it was really interesting. Um, that I was laying there in the sound bath and I'm in Florida. You guys, it's hot, it's hot out. Okay. It's hot, <laughs> it's hot. I'm laying there. <laughs> And my entire body, I'm in the sound bath, my entire body is shaking, my entire body. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not cold. I'm not cold, but my whole body was shaking. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing. I'm not cold. Why is this happening to me? And afterwards, really to come to one knowing, of course, that fear and anger, uh, anger really is shaken out of the body. Shaking is trauma mm -hmm. and anger release. And that vibration was literally the strength of the bulls. The vibration of the bulls was literally going through my body, you guys. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this on or before Thursday, September 28th, um, and this will be released just the day before, so maybe you're meant to hear this, go find a sound bath. October, uh, September 28th, so the evening of September 29th, so the very early morning of Friday, September 29th, at 2.58 PST, 5.58 PST is when the supermoon is at its peak. So if you do a sound bath in correlation with the supermoon, you will amplify your intentions. Recommend you go in there ready to forgive. If this podcast has taught you anything, let it go. You're just mm -hmm. harming yourself 
then supercharge your intentions. Go shake out the anger and the trauma at the sound bath. Go set your intentions and make this the last quarter, the best quarter of your entire life. And if that means to rest, then rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to, I've experienced that um, when I was going through what I can only say is a spiritual awakening, that heat and the shaking and the lack of wanting to eat because the body knows what it needs in the moment. And when you don't want to consume, it's actually because you're going through some kind of upgrade, some kind of awakening, some kind of opening up to more connection to who you really are. And so if anyone's ever experienced that, you know, just know, don't fear it. You know, you can mm -hmm. lean into it. Um, and it's okay not to eat when your body, just listen to your body. Your body knows it's very, um, it's very intelligent. And so one thing that really helped me when I was in this deep time of having to forgive, having to let go, having to deep surrender because of my physical ailments, because of my physical pain um, what I would do is if you can't go to a sound bath or you don't have the capacity to, you can go home, put headphones in, listen to binaural beats. Um, you can do it in the bath and, you know, have your, you know, have dim lighting, all of the things and listen to and go deep within yourself, close your eyes and just see how much further and further and further you can go with inside yourself. And then ask yourself, is there anyone I need to forgive? Is there anyone that I need to forgive? And that person will show up that person's, you know, name or whatever. And you, you know, speak that you know. into existence that you truly forgive them and you let it go into the light. You release it. And you just say, I, I clear cut cauterize all cords, also contracts that are no longer serving my highest good because your voice has resonance and that resonance will actually trigger something within you to let go, to clear this from you so you can truly move on. Um, and that. you also can repeat it for yourself because self-forgiveness mm -hmm. is very huge. It's a common theme that's coming up right now and we need to forgive ourselves. We did the best with what we could at the time and to be able to truly clear yourself of all shame and all guilt because those are two of the lowest vibration emotions and if you are holding on to any shame and guilt you cannot be in two frequencies at the same time you have to let go of the shame and the guilt in order to reside in peace and love and harmony and all of those other emotions that you truly want to experience so that is I my one one piece if you guys can do anything on that note yeah what it, what would you layer recommend on. well just to layer on to yours beautiful agree 100% and you guys sound bath versus binaural beats there's not one or the other it's whatever is in resonance with you when what when we spoke what we just said whatever hit your heart and that was your interest do that that your heart is speaking to you don't mm -hmm. get into your head about it both are it great also doesn't and it doesn't mean that you can't do one uh, uh, you can't do both <laughs> do um, them all <laughs> why but, not <laughs> but something I really want to help everyone with because I think I'm a master at this I am a master at forgiveness you guys don't know my whole story. If you listen to episode one, I'm a master at forgiveness. I actually have a really big problem, problem issue holding a grudge. I'm actually really, I'm, I really suck at that, but I'm very proud of myself for sucking at that. What I mean is from exes, uh, ex baby daddies, you know, uh, being kicked out of my mom's home and all these, like I've been, I've been through it with people who are closest to me, you guys. I have been hurt. I, all of it. Okay. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. But what brings me to the next step of my life every single time is always remembering that before we come to this earth, we are all energy. We are all a high vibration. The highest vibration is love. 
meaning before we're in our physical body, we come here as love. We are love. Everyone wants to be loved, to give love, and to have love. And the reason why people don't is only because of they come into this world with love in a physical body. And then the world comes here and teaches them what they asked for and starts to shape them and starts to throw all of life at you and turns people cold and dark and fear instead of empowerment. So when I know that somebody is only speaking to me based off of the previous experiences they've had and the outcomes that have shown up in their life because of those experiences, they're only operating out of their past. How can I be mad at anyone or hold a grudge when everyone is doing the best they can with the knowledge they have, with the experience under their belt, and knowing that they're all at the highest frequency of love? And that we have the power to walk each other home back to love, that our 3D cannot fight 3D. We cannot fight anger with anger, hate with hate. That's, that's how I've been able to forgive is just knowing that everybody's doing the best they can. And that's how I forgive myself is because I know I'm doing the best I can. And that's how we can really start to realize and truly become in harmony. And that's what I love about all of this new earth that's coming in in 2020 and all of the things, because what I feel like it's done for us is it's brought us closer than ever. And I believe in the vibration and frequency of love. And I believe in our ability to forgive. And I believe in our ability to ascend to a higher degree than we ever have as a, as a collective, as a collective mm -hmm. consciousness. No, that's no, it's so true. And I also, you know, know the perspective that every soul is at a different level. It's not good or bad, mm -hmm. higher than lower or whatever have you, but everyone's, everyone's soul is on its own journey. And so if we just take the, you know, opportunity to look at them as a child, right? Anyone that's really betrayed us, anyone that we think is, you know, so sinister is really doing, you know, not great things towards people. It's like they've come here to learn a lesson to be a contrast to either us so that we can learn a lesson or we are actually the lesson for them. Mm -hmm. If we reflect back only love, only forgiveness, only empathy, and we, you know, set healthy boundaries and we move on from it, but we don't reflect back, you know, anger or hatred or all those things. Mm -hmm. That is actually such a big, big lesson for their soul, for their own progression. And sometimes it is like, you know, boss Lee's, she is the example. Sometimes it's up to us to be the example. And it's the hardest mm -hmm. thing to do because, you know, to reflect back love when someone's truly hurting you at your core. And when you are so authentic or raw or whatever have you is one of the hardest moments that you probably the have to go through. Difficult. Yeah. Like, yeah. People, like we're talking, I know, like, don't think that I'm there's some big stuff. It's not <laughs> big stuff, big, mm -hmm. you know, boundaries crossed it. There's a lot of heavy stuff out there, you guys, but just imagine, can you just imagine if you were able to let go of that pain, that deep, deep pain that you give so much energy, just imagine what you could do with that energy if you let mm -hmm. it go. Like just imagine holding on to that pain, you're validating your pain and I'm sorry, I know that person hurt you, but now you're using it as a defense to not go in. Mm-hmm. Go in. And it's so interesting because when we attach ourselves to struggle, when we attach ourselves to the story, you know, we attach ourselves to the trauma, it actually sends a signal of perpetuating it. 
So once we've truly healed, once we've truly forgiven, we know we're clear when we don't have that same resonance and emotional um, reaction about that incident. If you're still having that deep emotional sadness, grief, loss, anger, whatever it is, you know, you still, there's still some clearing to do there. Right. And it's to not, I don't like to focus on the issue and because I feel like sometimes it perpetuates the issue, but there is work to do with the forgiveness and the clearing. And once you know, you're clear, it's like, you know, how you're clear is if you can send love to someone that has truly hurt you. If you can truly say nothing but love and there's not an inkling of, oh, well, I hope you get it because you know how the universe works. You know how energy and vibration works. You know that what they put out into the universe is going to be their situation. So there's nothing on you that you have to do to that person to right the wrong or to show them or to make things, you know, fair in a way, because you know that that's their own life. That's their own soul journey. And that if you hold on to that, it's only perpetuating more negative towards your own journey, towards your own soul progression. So the, the forgiveness really is for yourself and it's not to accept whatever has happened to you because it may not have been fair. It may have been horrible, but it's taking responsibility that I'm taking responsibility for my energy. I'm taking responsibility for my own soul's progression. And I want to progress. I want to see how good it can get. And I want to get to a neutral place. So then I can start to spiral upwards and continue to get to the the point where I'm not in these lower emotions of shame and guilt and anger that may happen. I may still be human and, and, you know, hit back down. But my overall set point frequency is one of love and forgiveness and progression. And if you if you get committed to that, it does truly change. And I know because you just show up differently in your life and other people start to notice because they see the difference in you. And all you can do is you don't need to tell people you're on this path. You don't need to <laughs> talk no. about it. You just show up differently and people see it and they're like, wow, like something's something's different. What's going on? And then you can share and be open of, you know, maybe what you've discovered. And some great verbiage that you can use that have really helped me through. And I've sent this message out this year, which is really interesting that we're here because I didn't know we were going to have this topic so down in September. Um, but I think that maybe even these people are, who's listening uh, will agree because maybe that I bet they still support me. Meaning I, this year, you guys, I've taken the this year to go in, go spiritual and um, know more about myself. And I've send out messages uh, to people and that I've said, um, I want to apologize if ever I've hurt you. I never meant to hurt you. And I only have love for you. Wishing you well, take care, period. Why? Because I don't want anyone to ever think of my name and have a negative vibration. That's not what I'm here for. And if I have caused that, I am truly sorry. Even if I, even if they have hurt me, I want to take full personal responsibility for what I have done to others so I can clear my energy to know that I did the best I can with the information then, but I know better now. So I'm going to correct that behavior. I'm going to rewrite that story. I'm going to give that person a new vibration about me and whether they accept it or not, that's not on me. I am blessing and releasing and moving forward. And that doesn't mean that you need to let this person back in your life. You don't need to be best friends. You don't need to be business partners. You don't need to be all kumbaya. You can be cordial and just wish each other the best in life. So if that's something that you can borrow from today, please take it. 
just apologize to the people that you've hurt, even if they've hurt you, because that's the first step is you having that higher awareness and higher consciousness. You know how they're like, be the bigger person. And growing up my whole life, I was like, be the bigger person. You know, we're like, what does big be the bigger person mean? But like, I really get it now. It's like, be the bigger aura, be the bigger energy, be that high vibration, hold that space, give that love, give people the opportunity to correct themselves too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, far that. I love that. I love that. I think it's a great ending note to all of this conversation because, um, you know, this is the path. If you guys are walking the spiritual slash business slash all of the parts of the path that we are (laughs) in uh, our own journey, I think you guys will be in alignment and already just the feedback that we've got from you guys from the last episodes has been so amazing to just really connect with people that understand this, understand that this work is the most important work that you can do in your life. Um, And with the foreshadowing of what your legacy will be when you leave is something deep to contemplate. And the more that you can step into your higher self, the more you can forgive, the more you can be the expression of love that you want to be. Think about that ripple effect. If if even half the world, a quarter of the world focused on that, think about the ripple effect that would have instantly. And I think that's just such a beautiful image for us to leave with. So, yeah. oh, and also you guys, we don't run any ads. We don't put up any advertising. We run purely off of your referrals and pass downs and shares and downloads and saves and comments and everything, everything in this new podcast world that is so new to Erica and I. So please, if this touched you in your heart, please share it on your social medias, like share it, make sure you put the link for Spotify, link for Apple Music, whatever it is, so people can click it and easily listen, send it to your inboxes, post on your stories, do whatever you can, you guys, please help us have the mission, share the mission, spread the vision, empower the people, remember abundance, not scarcity, the more that you give, the more that you're going to get in return, and this is our giving, so please help us get our message out there we love yes. you all very much Thank you guys. we will see you next week promise next week to is follow be... through with, em- with emerald tablets i know we promised that last week but it truly is the last recording that erica and i will make in canada and usa before we head to egypt and uh, record for you guys there you bet your bottom yes. dollar we're recording a podcast or two in- we are going to take you, you through guys. our whole trip to Egypt oh, with Billy, yeah. Elizabeth all of the things I'm so Everything. excited to share that with you guys because it's a trip of a lifetime and we want to show everyone you know this sacred land and everything that's coming up so with that Peace. stay wealthy my friends we See love you, you. See the light and the love that the world needs right now shine your light it's very bright you're awake for a reason see you <laughs>